Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome to Better Than Yesterday. It is Friday the 3rd of March, 2023, and you're here, and I'm glad you are. Uh, it's a show called Better Than Yesterday. It's a podcast that's been here since 2013, just here to try to make your day-to-day better than yesterday by having conversations with people from all over the world, from all walks of life, experts in their field, some of them, and there's episodes that go back to 2013 and hundreds of interviews. I hope you enjoy scrolling through the back catalogue. Who am I? Uh, well, I'm Osha Ginsberg. Hi, I'm a podcaster, clearly. I'm a TV host. I'm an author. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. I'm a deadlift doer. I'm a correct foot pressure cue follower. Um, going to see my man Luke the other day. He was teaching me how to put my movement patterns back together after my all my surgery. And I pulled a deadlift uh, 65 kilos this morning, which is humongous. Uh, for me, because I haven't pulled a deadlift that long. And it was, from everything I can gather, fairly straight up and down, which is a big fucking deal for me, considering my musculature is all over the shop. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there's years of episodes of me talking about my shitty hips and surgery and stuff like that. But basically, I'm learning how to walk again. <laughs> well, walk. I'm learning how to walk in a straight line again. And um, that also involves basically moving in... Um, somewhat even ways on either side of my body. Hey, look, enough of that. I'm glad you're here. And I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked you've been enjoying the NTNN NNN episodes that I've been running on Fridays. Uh, we didn't do a show last week uh, because, um, look, it was Mardi Gras weekend in Sydney and the, the venue had like a bunch of stuff on and there was heaps of other stuff for people to do. And, and so we took a Friday off. And the last show that we did, though, which I talked about, was we sold it out. We sold out NTNN NNN at the Factory Theatre, which is amazing. And I was on Fofop with Charlie Clawson this week on Tuesday. I was on his um, on Fofop, and it's a podcast. And he asked me if I have a vision board or something like that. I said, like, I don't have a vision board, but I have a, a Trello, which is um, a Kanban board. Sakechi Toyota, who is the guy behind the Toyota. A brand. He's, he's, people talk about Steve Jobs this and Albert Einstein that and, you know, Edwin Land this and other inventors. But Sakechi Toyota was one of the more extraordinary inventors of, of human history. Uh, anyway, created a thing called the Kanban board, which is a very interesting uh, way of system organization. And we use one uh, for the team, me and the management team use one. And on the, on the Trello board or the Kanban board, back in September, I wrote, in the present tense, Oh, so it's a news show where I read the news and a team act out the scenes and it'll be a residency in Sydney 
and then it'll be the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and that's what this is going to do. Now, I wrote that last September, and all of those things have happened. We did a residency at the Factory Theatre. We've been asked to do three more shows. Show number one of the extra three is tonight. Uh, we got invited to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We got invited to the Sydney Comedy Festival too. And it's bananas that all those things are happening. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for writing stuff down. I certainly don't believe that I wrote a letter to the universe and the universe has responded by giving me what I asked for. I don't believe in that. But I believe in me writing it down, set off a sort of subconscious set of rules and decision trees in my brain that when it came to tiny little things throughout the day, those goals were in mind and my brain when it came to doing this or doing that would subtly just kind of keep angled towards those things whatever needed to happen however I was looking at the news or whatever I was reading or what I was talking to people or such and such it would always be a part of of that and this is how things happen whether it be anything in my career that's always the way, the way it's worked and look we got to a sellout show within a it was immense uh, the last show we did on the 17th of February was a sellout in less than a month. In less than a month. Somebody unknown in the comedy space, me, an unknown comedy show launching outside of a comedy festival and an early slot on a Friday night too, went to selling out in less than a month. And that is fucking amazing and dangerous because let me tell you with all my heart, I got seduced by that sellout. The sound of the crowd, the roars of laughter on stage. We were fast. We were tight. It was funny. It was dangerous. And I felt in my bones, this is it. We did it. This is how it will be forever. Hmm. Like I said, we took last week off because um, Mardi Gras was going on and there was, you know, a whole bunch of celebrations happening at the venue. And I'm recording this two days ago. So I'm recording this on Wednesday because of, you know, I record things in advance because I can't record this at four o'clock in the morning on a Friday and then put it out on Friday morning. So I record things in advance and I've got a bunch of shit to it at the end of the week. So I'm recording this now. And when I look at the ticket sales for this Friday, it's not a sellout. Now, I'm not saying that it won't be, but where we were with sales this time for the last show we're not there this, at this point. And like, does that kick my ego in the dick? Absolutely. Does my bottom lip want to pout out like some sort of fleshy Luxaflex awning for my chin? Yes. Now I know enough to know that when those things start to happen, I have to look at my part. What's my role in this? How have I thought about this or what have I done or not done? I have to be with the uncomfortable reality that I let my ego convince me that without any further effort, this show would just keep going from sellout to sellout to sellout to sellout. Aha. I have to admit that. And I have to ask myself, have I put the same amount of effort into marketing this week's show? And to be honest, I haven't. Oh, another kick in the dick. This time, that's my own foot doing it, right? Did I expect that without any further effort from me, this show would just market itself? 
I did. Oh, another kick in the dick from me. Now, when I say it out loud, it's bonkers, but I have to admit, I have to be present to, ah, fuck, here's my part, and my part was this. Now, I know more than anyone, when it comes to, like, for example, with radio or or television, once you get to number one in the ratings, the work it takes to stay number one is way harder than the work it takes to get there. Now, I should have this etched into my very code because it's how I learned the business of broadcasting. I learned the business of broadcasting in radio. And yes, it's a business. It's this fine balance between what you put on air, whether it be music or television programs, the commercials that you play, the people that are on there, the personalities or the, the faces or voices of the broadcast platform, the general tone. It's all a balance. It's this beautiful mix of art and science. And so my first job in the business of broadcasting was in radio in Brisbane. And the entire time I was there, from 1994 to the end of 1998 when I left, we were never not number one. 48 consecutive number one surveys. So I I was just learning how to do radio, learning the art and the science and the delicate balance of kind of research and programming and risk taking that it, it takes to put a successful broadcasting platform together. I learned that with the added, you know, this is the amount of momentum and oomph and effort that it takes to stay here. I learned how to make radio and how a station was run as it was putting all the effort in to stay at number one. And when I went to a different station, my next station, they were not number one. I think they weren't even, they weren't even in the top five. And I couldn't get my head around how different the office was, how little everybody was hustling. What it takes to stay at the top and stay where you want to be takes just as much effort as the effort that it takes to get there. Now, I should know all this stuff. and then, But look, honestly, when I look at the sales figures, and they're not terrible, but it's not doesn't say sellout. So when I look at that, does the catastrophizing kick in? Oh, fuck, yes, it does. Is my brain telling me, that's it. You've had your time. Moving on. You shouldn't have even tried. Oh, yeah, my brain's telling me that. But thoughts aren't necessarily real sometimes. And when I question those thoughts, are those thoughts real? No, they're not. Is there any evidence of them being real? Nope. There's actually none. So what other questions can I ask about that thought of the, that's it, give up, moving on, yeah, three days in advance. It hasn't sold out, so therefore we should stop. What other questions can I ask about that thought? So do I expect the sales will pick up as they have done every other show towards seven o'clock when the show goes on? Because people walk in as well. There's like heaps of people just walk in the door without buying a ticket. Beforehand, they just show up and buy it at the the gate. Do I expect that those sales will pick up? Absolutely. Is the show worth the effort we're putting into it? Oh, fuck yes, absolutely. Do we put on epic show that is hilarious and never the same twice? Absolutely. Am I aware that my perception about this is skewed to the negative? Oh, yeah, I absolutely am. Uh Uh-huh. So what happens next? What do I do with all this? Well, I get into action. Now, right before I recorded this, I did a bunch of things that I had neglected to do for this show because I I was complacent things around, mailing lists and press releases and things like this. So I did all that shit before I recorded this. 
Are the sales numbers really that low? No, there's heaps of people coming. But when my head doesn't see sold out, it does a cognitive distortion trick known as disqualifying the positive and powerfully says, nobody's coming, which is not true. The numbers on the spreadsheet in front of me right now, that, that's not nobody. That's fucking heaps of people. It's not nobody. It's, it's nowhere near true that nobody's coming. And it's important to challenge that stuff because my head is like going, oh, it didn't sell out, therefore nobody's going to come. No, no, that's not actually real. It's, there's nowhere near real. Am I confident we're going to have a killer crowd on Friday no matter what? Absolutely. I can't wait to make the show. I can't wait to do the show. It's going to be awesome. There's fucking heaps of people already coming. Would you like to come? Would you like to be my guest? Why not? Come along. It can, if you can make it to the factory theatre in Marrickville by seven o'clock tonight, because I always keep some tickets on the side for the, the door list, right? So, you know, comps they're called. I'd love it to be you. Why don't you come along? Um, if you can make it to Marrickville, 7 p.m. tonight, email me. Uh, send out your email at gmail.com. And let's say, you know, <laughs> do I put on my radio voice for this? No. Because, like, I've got, I've got enough space so I could do, I reckon I could, I could do 10 people. So if you're one of the first five people to email me before noon today and you can make it to the factory theatre, Merrickville, Sydney, tonight, 7 p.m., email me before noon today, send us your email at gmail.com, I'll put you on the door. That's it. Because, like, you know, I tell the promoter, can you just keep 10 aside from me so I can bring friends and shit? Yeah, okay, man. So there you go. Now, I did toss up whether to talk to you about this because, you know, part of this fucking stupid game that we're in broadcasting is to, like, only ever, like, put out this fuck. But I, I thought, you know, if you've never heard someone working through shitty thinking or stinking thinking or, as I've said in the past, K-fuck radio, I thought it might be interesting to, you know, talk you through it and discuss how even in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary, my brain's still trying to tell me that it's disaster. It's not. It's far from disaster. It's actually really fucking good considering we had a week off. But because it's not this perfect thing, my head's trying to convince me that it isn't worth it even trying. Don't even get out of bed. Fuck you, brain. I'm going to keep going. So I hope that was useful for you because no matter what, The next thing to always do is acceptance and action. Acceptance that I cannot control who decides to do what with their night. See, foolishly, what I did was I took responsibility for the sellout. Ah, that happened because of me. No, it fucking didn't. It had nothing to do with me. I had no control over it. I did what I could, and then people made up their minds. And it's the same with tonight. No matter what happens, no matter how many more people buy tickets, I've got nothing to do with it. I hope they do, because it's always fun when it's packed. And if it's not packed, it'll be unreal. I'm pretty sure it will be packed. Fuck, my brain is fucking powerful sometimes. But it's important to think about it and say shit out loud. And when you name it, you can talk about it and get your head around it. And it is persistent. Boy, I was training earlier. And I was even Audrey came out to have a chat with me while I was pulling deadlifts. And I was like, my fucking brain won't shut up. <laughs> pulling these deadlifts, my vision's strobing. I'm trying not to fall over because my blood pressure is diving after pulling this massive effort. It was hilarious. What I can do 
my action is to make sure that me and the cast have a killer fucking show, which I can guarantee is going to happen. So email me. Come and be a part of it. I'd love to see you tonight. Thanks for producing this, Andy. Thanks for getting on top of it. Uh, thank you, Rachel Barrett, the executive producer of everything. I'll see you on Monday. Oh, bye. Yes, our guest is Flex Mommy. She's magnificent, magnificent human being, a radiant, glorious. It goes into places that we I didn't expect it would go. We were going to talk about so many different things, but we ended up talking about what our country looks like when you get away from our country and look back at it. And it's actually a really fucking cool conversation. She's amazing. I hope you dig it. If I don't see you tonight, I'll see you Monday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.